Welcome and thank you for joining Something New, a bi-weekly musical theater podcast where I, Joel B. New, invite an exceedingly talented friend over to my apartment. We chat a bit and then we learn and record a brand new song, which we end up premiering right here for your listening pleasure. Today's guest artist is an award-winning choreographer, actor, and dancer. He graduated summa cum laude from Oklahoma City University with a degree in musical theater. He has toured the country working as a master teacher and currently is a director for Dancers, Inc. He recently was named the head of the jazz dance faculty at the Astoria School of Fine Arts. It's awesome. His choreographic work spans from musical theater to concert dance. His credits include New York City Opera, um, Cape Playhouse, Weston Playhouse, Depot Theater. He recently was the artist in residence for Ithaca College, choreographing Legally Blonde. He's enjoyed working with Donna Murphy, Cheyenne Jackson, Kelly O'Hara, Michael Urie, Victoria Clark, Christine Ebersole, Michael Servis. I love that list. Um, and, and performance credits include over 40 productions. 40. Four zero kids. Obviously, I'm talking about Roy Leitner. Roy Leitner, thank you for being here. Hi, Joel. Hey, how's it going? It's going well, thank you. Good. Thanks for coming all the way to Astoria. And of course. Do my little podcast. Yeah. Um, so I always like to talk first about how we know each other because I think how you know people is very you know important yeah it's important and you know um Roy and I know each other from Oklahoma City University we both were there I was a senior when you were a freshman well you know I actually met you the first time no um I had come to (laughs) oh yeah you ready for this I'm ready I had come to OCU I was a senior in high school okay and I came up to OCU to audition for music theater of Wichita Okay. And throughout the process, they had, by the end of the day, there were two people left, and they made the two of us sing this song called Mama Says from Footloose. And you were the other individual. Oh my god, that's right! And it was me and you. Oh my left, gosh. And you sang Mama Says, and then you left, and then I was left alone in the room to do it. I'm but... so sorry I left you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your, your decision. Probably but, not. But yeah, so that's how I first met you. Oh my god! Like way back when I was a senior in high school. That is hilarious. Wow. Little did we know. Little did we know that some odd years later we would be sitting <laughs> <Right>. here. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that wonderful walk down memory lane that I have no recollection of. <laughs> that I blocked out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so getting to the to the matter at hand. Um, I invo- and I invited Roy over because he's so talented, and not just as a musical theater performer, but he he has this other skill of of choreography, and it's what he does is really special and really, and a lot of people are taking notice. Thank you. And so you're welcome. And so I wanted to just ask point blank how how did you find yourself in in a choreographer's pair of shoes, like where and. I mean, it's a big question, I know. Of course. Um, It's always been... Like, when I first started taking dance, it was always something that I I just did. Like, I would go home and and make up dances. And the first dance I ever made up was for a talent show in seventh grade. Uh, There were four boys and me, and I got them to do Grease Lightning with, like, a trampoline and, like a car that like we 
like a Hot Wheel that we drove around. Nice. And then in eighth grade, I got like 30 of my classmates to do a big like medley at said talent show. And so I'd always kind of like enjoyed like creating things, but I just thought that was like everyone could do right. Everyone right. does that. Um, not could do it. Like everyone has that ability. And I, I do believe everyone does have that ability, but um, it went into high school and then I was always really interested in, you know, like listening to songs and I would see movies in my head, if you will, and just kind of like made those movies come to life. And I choreographed um, my first musical ever as a sophomore. I choreographed Cabaret in like a studio theater production. Uh huh. And then that's when I think the bug like hit for real. So then as a senior, I got to end up choreographing like my senior high school musical. And then when I went to OCU, I did all sorts of like choreography things for everything from like recitals to like the Surrey Singers to even helping out with the main stage productions and things like that but it was always just something that I did and enjoyed and I taught dance classes and to teach you have to always make up combos at the end and I I love the creative aspect of it so that but I had wanted to perform wanted to perform I didn't quite realize that I could make a living creating steps and isn't that so funny yeah because we're because we're in the business of creating. Right. Exactly. But I was on this path as a performer. Yep. Like, as much as in my head I thought, like, A plus B plus C equals New York City equals successful. Right, right. And I was, like, on the, on the like... Yeah, one track mind. Yeah, I gotta be, gotta be a singer, a dancer, an actor. Like, that's what I gotta do. That's what I gotta do. Oh, I really like choreographing. It's a lot of fun. But I gotta be a singer, singer dancer, an actor. And finally, I... When I was here, things started kind of just like for lack of a better word like falling into my lap and I started trying to explore more of those ideas and then about two years ago I didn't make the decision to give up performing I made the decision to start pursuing choreography so I was way of putting it yeah I was trying to do the two of them in tandem which worked out well so I was spending like 50% of my year getting to perform at 50% Choreographing, and now the percentage has drastically changed. To most of my time is teaching and choreographing, and then um, I get to perform here and there, which is wonderful. So, yeah. how to become a choreographer? I it's always been something I loved. I just didn't know that you could make a living at it, or that was even a venture or a road to go down. Until I really came to New York City and realized that's what a real true passion of mine is and there's a way to be successful at it yeah so you came to new york with your heart set on performing performing that's what i'm gonna do yeah and i've always wanted to choreograph but like i thought through you had to like be in a bajillion broadway shows and all that kind of stuff before you could make a living as a choreographer but then i met these incredible choreographers along the way who, who showed me otherwise. Yeah. And that was pretty great, so. So, obviously, you have a lot of uh, 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 impressive background in musical theater. Thank how you. How does how does your work as, as a performer in musical theater influence how you choreograph? I think I choreograph for an actor. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love my tech, but I love technical dancing. 
but I choreograph it as a story, like a beginning, middle, and end, an arc, as you will, and we do all of that as a performer, and you elicit the response you want from a dancer using the same techniques that you would use as trying to get a response from an actor. I always like to equate it like I give them the words to the monologue, now it's we're going to work the monologue, hmm. you know, and make it an emotional experience rather than just a regurgitation of steps. Like there's a difference between just dancing, they're like doing steps and, and truly dancing. Yeah. And I feel like my background, like choreographing musicals is very helpful because I can read music, you know, I understand structure, I understand characterization and my job truly as a choreographer is to serve the actor i it's hard for me to take issue what i take issue with people when they're like you have to do it this way blah 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 my job is to make the actor look good because then in turn i'm gonna look good right right you know so learn i'm it's a constant um learning process to use the right words to get them to to get the response I want. Right, right, right. And the response you know they have. Exactly, exactly. And it's nice to be able to put myself in their shoes and be like, what would I need to hear to get this response? And you can do that. I try hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, the opposite side of that coin, how, how does your work as a choreographer translate when you do get the opportunities to perform? It's... That's a really hard question, but the truth of the matter is, it's all an emotional experience. It's, the only thing is, as a choreographer, it's an outside eye. Uh And as a performer, it's like, it's an internal eye, if you will. And Mm -hmm. the things that, the needs I have to give up as a choreographer are stuff that I would carry as an actor. And the needs I have to give up as an actor, I carry as a choreographer. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. So it's harder for an, an actor who is a, a piece of the puzzle to right see the puzzle. Right, exactly. You know, and choreography is all about pictures. Yeah. And the person in the back corner doesn't think they're seen, but like they are seen. You know. Yeah. And whereas an actor, like sometimes ego and things of that nature get in the way. Yeah. And you have to give up that need. Yeah. You know, yeah. So do you do you find yourself trusting people who are directing you more than you would have in the past? Yes, I really do. Because I think I learned so much about the business side, like being on a, as a choreographer. Like everyone wants things bigger, better, faster, louder, and cheaper. Like that's <laughs> yeah, what it is across the table. You know, and as a performer, you you get the job and then you feel like you and you go into rehearsal and you still feel like you have something to prove. I never realized until I was choreographing that in auditions as a performer, you're the one who's like on the line, right? As a performer, you're like trying to get the job, trying to keep the job, you uh-huh. know, all that kind of stuff as a performer. Well, you get into rehearsals and that switches. It's now the choreographer's job. That's, on the line. Like, yeah. it's their product that's being scrutinized. 
not yours. Like your as an actor, your product scrutinized in the audition, yeah. but as a choreographer, your product scrutinized during the rehearsal. Hmm. You know, and yeah. I think just seeing the the juxtaposition and the dynamic yeah, between yeah. the two has been so interesting. And also, when I used to get frustrated when a choreographer was like, "Oh, we're gonna change this. We're gonna change this." You're like, "Oh, just pick something." As a choreographer, I'm like, "We've got to make this work. We got to. <laughs> we, we're gonna. You know." And so I empathize with that a lot more. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, who? So obviously, musical theater. Yeah, it influences a lot of 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 who you are and what you do. What? Do you have any other influences that 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 influence your choreography that that aren't musical theater necessarily? Definitely, um, music. Clearly, like I think one of the reasons I love choreography is music, and and um, I find drawn to singer songwriter music to choreograph to because there's an emotional connection that I feel yeah. from those those people. Um, but I also find, you know, I've done a piece, like I was sitting outside and I was watching a dude run in the rain to like try and dodge it. And I was like, that's hilarious. I was like, that would be an awesome dance. And so it's so cliche to say that inspiration is all around you. Just look for it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it really is. Yeah, like I absolutely. find, I find influences from other choreographers like I think Agnes DeMille is the best at storytelling and she revolutionized musical theater yeah and I want to tell those same type of stories but as a a contemporary choreographer and so I think influences would be like music literature um conversations with people I found I find a lot of influences like when someone comes you know like your friends talking to you and they're explaining a situation or like a conversation they had with someone or a breakup or a a funny story that happened and those things kind of stay with you uh-huh. and it's to keep a little and like as a creative head. person yeah, yourself, yeah no I'm, I'm always listening right always listen yeah. and sometimes things like I feel bad, but they'll be talking and my mind's like gone. Like I'm already like finding a song and like, (laughs) you know, and, um, but listening, that's exactly it. Listen. And that's where I think you find a lot of your inspiration. I love that. Um, when I asked you to do this podcast, which as listeners will know, always involves my guests singing a song. Um, one of the things that you said was, and I'm going to paraphrase, that sounds really scary. I'll do it. Therefore, I'll do it. Like, there was an implied therefore. Right. And so I just wanted to talk, I mean, because I'm hearing, you know, uh, the theme of fear is coming up a lot, mm-hmm. just in just in my everyday life. People are talking about, you know, being, you know, letting fear not be this thing that scares you. Right. And so I just, I, I don't know, just... Fear. Well, I... What's funny is I, um, I teach class uh, in, at... A story of fine arts dance and um i give the people that come in for the contemporary classes like challenges and one of the challenges was do something that that scares you and i always say in every class that fear is something that only exists in the mind 
is not tangible, you cannot touch it. Therefore, you have the power to control it. Hmm. So right away when you asked me to do the podcast, the first thing I thought was singing. Oh, crap. I haven't done that in a really long time. Um, singing solo. Oh, crap. I haven't done that in a really long time. And then, like, learning a song that I've never heard before. That, in turn, made me nervous and, and fearful, of course, because it's going out to be judged. But, um, and I say judged. Yeah, no. In, like, uh, assessed. Assessed. There you go. <laughs> it's going out to be assessed. But, um. Art is assessed. Exactly. And I, you know, I want to continually do things that scare me or that I'm that cause fear within me because then when the fear goes away, strength is, takes its place. Well, now comes the time where we set up the song. Um, so this is, um, Roy was so nice enough to sing a song that I wrote a couple of years ago called hold, which is from a very early concept of what to hell and back eventually became. And so it's a little art songy in form, but I think, I, I, I chose the song because it's an acting song and Roy's a very good actor. And, um, but I think you can also, I think, hear the musical influences. I think, I think the song informs where to Helen Beck went musically. Um, I don't know if you would agree with that. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, in this, I can't even remember the concept behind why this song existed. I think... <laughs> I think you'll just have to listen to it, but I think, um, I think what he is on hold for, because it's a, he's, he's on hold on a phone call, spoiler alert, and I, I think the call eventually becomes the literal call to adventure that takes him on his journey. Um, it doesn't get nearly as fantastical and literal as To Hell and Back, which is probably why the song was in a trunk, but, um, <laughs> but I like it, and, um, I thought it deserved a second chance, um, it has not been heard in public since 2010, um, so I'm excited to share it with you, and, and Roy did a fantastic job with it. Um, remember, if you like the song, it will be available for free download on my SoundCloud page, that is until the next podcast, and if you'd like, uh, to request sheet music, you may do so at joelbnew at gmail.com for a free PDF. Uh, be sure to like my fan page on Facebook. Make sure you like facebook.com slash Roy Leitner Choreographer. Uh, that's the best way to get a hold of Roy. Uh, visit visit my website, subscribe to this podcast, and tell your friends. Um, our next episode are The Skivvies, which is um, the pretty much naked band <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> starring Lauren Molina and Nick Searley, and, um, and they're, they're, they're pretty fantastic. Um, and last but not least, thank you so much, Roy Leitner, for being here. Well, it was my pleasure. Thanks, Joel. Yeah, anytime. Um, and I just want to say I'm a huge fan of thank you. your work and the the expanse of it from all the way from Awakening to your solo projects and all the way back to Something New, the song cycle. <laughs> so I'm a really big fan. Thank you. That's very sweet. Um, and, f and on that lovely note, from my apartment in Astoria, this is Joel V. New. And Roy Leitner. Saying thank you for dropping by for something new.
for a sec. Their department has sadly failed. Most of the time I have them hold my check. But this last time I had it mailed. But this last time I had it mailed. I don't want to be that paycheck guy Especially on a Friday, I know I'd have called much sooner, except that I Tempted MoMA, so there you go So there you go Tempted MoMA So there you go It's not one of their perks I'm so impulsive Just one of my quirks My check is missing And that's how life works Check the mailbox daily for my check Nothing but menus for Chinese I'm on hold with payroll for a sec Someone helpful pick up 